Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. To honor America, please welcome Pia Toscano in the singing of God Bless America. All right, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, and welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That was uh, Pia Toscano with uh, God Bless America at the American Rodeo on March 6, 2022. And such an amazing song and an amazing version of it as well. And... Uh, Man, I mean, you know, we need to be reminded sometimes of America, of what it means to be American. I know I did that whole uh, last week. I did, I think, two episodes on just kind of what if it means to be American, right? But uh, it doesn't stop. You know, patriotism, 
is something that lies within your heart. You know, American is something that lies within our brain, but patriotism is something that lies within our heart. It is this emotional connection that we have to where we're from. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be one of those people that are, what do they call it? I forgot the word is, uh, man, it's uh, my, my, my 10th grade history teacher would be slapping me right now for forgetting about this. But is when you are very proud of where you came from. I'm happy to be proud of where I came from. I'm happy to be where I am from, where I'm from, right? And I think all of you are as well, all, all the Americans out there or wherever you're from. You should be proud of your roots, of your culture, of your society. The last few years, <clears throat> I don't think any of us have been proud of America. I don't think any of us have been happy with the state that America is in. I don't think any of us expected things to go quite like this. And you know, sometimes we need those uh, Pia Toscanos to remind us that there's so much more to America than where we currently at. That America has been through its trials and tribulations. America has been up and down and on her knees and on the ground. That it's seen the worst of humanity and it's seen the best of humanity. And that as we push forward, as we move together, as a united front, we can save America. This country is not easy to kill. And that's why this has been a over 100 year journey by these globalists to do just that. And so if you're just joining us for the first time here, this is uh, The Daily Dose, and uh, we do this, man, we do this a lot. And I enjoy doing this. I hope you guys enjoy me doing this. Or I'm wasting my time here. No, no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's an interesting time to be alive. And sometimes I'll tell you that the, the weight of the world that gets to you, when you do this daily, when you're... When, when you're trying to fully grasp what is happening in the world and you see this unfolding and you watch this on a daily basis and you research this stuff over and over and over and over again, it takes its toll on you. It, it has its pains. It has its up and downs. And, you know, this week we're heading into the Reckoning Fest. And uh, it's going to be a great time. It'll be a cool time. We're going to have a booth out there. So people want to stop by the booth, say hello. Um, I'll be out there for most of the time. If I'm, uh, if I'm not doing something, I'll, I'll be over there. Uh, Patriot Party Podcast, Mick and V. Lynn will be there as well. They'll be doing um, interviews of the audience. So that'd be pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, you know, the events like the Reckoning Fest set to remind us Where we are at. You know, I know a lot of people out there believe that patriots are in control. And other people out there think that the whole world's gone to shit and, and there is no hope. Well, I've always said that hope doesn't pay the bills. And I think we can all agree on that. And that I'm not one to be hopeful for things to happen. I'm one to make things happen. And I know that many of you out there are very much the same. 
and that the people that we call patriots in this country are equally within that right, that they are people who make things happen. So I don't believe that this is the end all, that this is the end of America. I guarantee you America has hundreds of years of more prominent history ahead of her. This is simply just another hiccup that we have to get through. And it is all being exposed. Everything that was hidden in plain sight is coming out of the shadows and rising to the surface. And it's all being exposed. And people are waking up to it. People are seeing it. People are realizing what is actually happening in the world. They give you a bit of a rundown. If you're new here. There is a group of men and women for a very long time who have sought to rule, control, and dominate this world through the Iron Fist, through totalitarianism, authority, oligarchy, whatever it might be. They've accumulated as much assets as they possibly could ever imagine. They own just about all the land. They've infiltrated every aspect of culture, society, academia, politics, and military. They make the shots. They control everything. Now, you can tell me that's a conspiracy, but the proof is in the pudding. Look at the world that we are currently in. And absolutely, 100%, it's a conspiracy. These men and women conspired amongst themselves with a plan, an agenda. David Rockefeller in 1992 admitted this publicly. Multiple others, Klaus Schwab, has admitted this publicly. World leaders have admitted this publicly. George Herbert Walker Bush, 89. It absolutely is a conspiracy. How deep that rabbit hole goes, well, that, that, we're not going to talk about that today. But understand that a group of people, small group, less than 3,000, have controlled, dominated, and dictated the actions on this planet, the unfoldment of this planet for a very long time, and are now positioning all their pieces for an endgame. These people, if we want to call them that, that do these types of things, that are committing these atrocious crimes, they do not care about life. They don't care about freedom. They don't care about you, and they don't care about babies. The only thing that they care about is their power, their control, and their authority. With that being said, in recent years, the things that they have done, the things that have transpired is they released a bioweapon into the world that was no more deadly than the common flu, but has certain other long-term ramifications that we have yet to find out. That was called COVID-19. If you don't believe me, go check out Event 201. Just search Event 201. You'll know what I'm talking about. The bioweapon was released and it produced this mass panic. Not pandemic, mass panic. Okay? This panic caused certain actions to take place. It's no coincidence that on September 17th, 2019, two months before the event 201 and three months before the first case of COVID-19, Donald Trump signed an executive order to authorize the creation and use of mRNA vaccines in the United States of America. 
Now, I don't think he knew what he was truly doing when he did that. I think that he was trying to, he also, in that executive order, brought about various different experimental treatments to people with other types of uh, deadly illnesses, which is a great thing and has probably saved hundreds, if not thousands of lives. After this fact, they called humanity. That's what they did. They took the flock of sheep out in the pasture and put them behind the fence gates. And the sheep did nothing. Few of us screamed. We yelled. We stood up. We protested. But what they didn't expect was for people to wake up and utilize the infrastructure, the system of digital technology against them, to become digital soldiers and rise up against them, to get the information, the truth out there, to propagate as much information as possible to as many people as possible. And that's where we started this fight. A lot of us, anyways. After the bioweapon release, they introduced another bioweapon called the vaccine. And as many people are learning and as many more people will soon learn that that was the real bioweapon. That was the reason for the genetically modified flu virus that gave people the fucking sniffles and killed less than 0.01% of all people. The vaccine, on the other hand, is going to be even more massive of a tragedy. And the blood for this vaccine is on the hands of the globalists, is on the hands of the political leaders, of the bureaucracy within each country. And they know it. And they will not give up power to any extent. After the bioweapon, various organizations, governments, and groups started implementing what they call the Great Reset. A complete restructuring of financial, economic, political, trade, supply chain systems around the world into one centralized authority. Not only that is the social and cultural aspects of every single one of those institutions involved in that transition of the infrastructure reorganized their social and cultural ideals to align with that of Agenda 2030 for a sustainable future, promoting things like climate change, which is not true, which is a lie. Equity, diversity, equity, inclusion, environmental, social governments, private-public, public-private partnerships, which is just another word for communism. They began adding these social and cultural constructs into their organizations. At the same time, all this started happening. And people again spoke up. People again yelled, screamed, protested. It's sad to think that America has to be attacked this bad for this long for people to wake up. But I saw some things today from vaccinated people waking up all over the world, realizing they have been duped. People who are probably moderates, independents, liberals, 
And then one very popular one. Waking up to the truth. And I want you to watch this video I'm going to play next. I know some of you have probably already seen this. But I think it's important because Dan Bongino here is being sincere. As sincere as I think he's ever been in his life. And I do believe he got the vaccine. And this is a man who now understands he's been duped. Let's take a look at this. We're trying to fake the funk. Folks, you know I, I got the vaccine. Uh, again, I've, I do not ever try to fake the funk with you all. When I make a mistake, it's for the world to see. We all do it. There's no excuse for stupid. But I got to tell you, it was dumb. I believe in science. Not the science, because there is no the science. Science is a process. There's no the science. Why is that, Joe? Because science is always evolving and changing. But the change takes time. And me being a believer in science, having practiced science in my educational experience in neuropsychology and elsewhere, believing in the scientific method, good, robust testing, and then retesting and reanalyzing your results, I should have waited. Because the hard reality is, when the vaccine first came out, we didn't have chronological data because it just came out. There was no time that had passed. I should have waited. It's one of the greatest regrets of my life. I freaked out, man. I had cancer. I thought I was dying. I just wanted to see my youngest daughter's wedding. I don't expect uh, any of you to forgive me for being stupid about it. I don't. Or to forget it. But gosh, it was the biggest mistake of my life. I just should have waited. I thought to myself at the time, I even told Guy, I said, you know, there's no doubt I feel like this was created in a, this virus in a lab in Wuhan, China. I have little doubt about that. And I figured, you know, I'd rather take my chances with something we created than something they created. Remember when I told you that, Guy? Because I was scared. Again, I, I, you know, my doctor told me with lymphoma and being under chemo that if I got this thing, I, it could be ugly. Let's just leave it at that. Stupid. Why? I watched this clip from the Tucker Carlson show citing some research coming out. Again, time has now passed and we're starting to see things. It's really the most troubling minute 20 seconds I've had to listen to in a long time because I'm scared of what's coming. I had it a little while ago and I'm afraid it's the repercussions of this for a lot of people have not been felt. Here, check this out. To neurodegenerative disease, myocarditis, Bell's palsy, liver disease, impaired adaptive immunity, impaired DNA damage response, etc. So it's possible, in fact, it's looking likely that the vaccine might suppress the immune system. This fact, the authors concluded, will, quote, have a wide range of consequences, not the least of which include the reactivation of latent viral infections and the reduced ability to effectively combat future infections, end quote. Now, again, we sincerely hope that's not true. But it's not just the conclusion of one scientific journal. The Lancet, maybe the most famous scientific journal in the world, released similar findings in February. The Lancet's piece was entitled, quote, risk of infection, hospitalization, and death up to nine months after a second dose of COVID-19 vaccine. A physician called Kenji Yamamoto made this observation about the data from The Lancet. He wrote this in a letter to the Journal of Virology, and we're quoting, the study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine 
was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals. Folks, science is patient. Science is long term. Science is chronological. Science is the repeating and replicating of data through process, through control groups. Science is the elimination of confounding variables. All these things take time. Now, whereas I understand we were in an emergency situation with COVID, no emergency situation should lead a company or a government to force people to take something, to force them to take something that may in the long run damage their bodies. Greatest regret of my life, my health. Really, I kid you not. I wound up getting COVID anyway. I wound up getting COVID twice. I wound up, uh, contrary to what people are telling you, I, I, what, some of them say, well, the cases are milder, which is a counterfactual you can never prove. Well, if you have the vaccine, it could have been what you don't know that. It's a counterfactual, number one. And I can't speak to other people's situations, although they've told me many people who got COVID that they got it severely after having vaccines. My friends, I can't speak to others. I don't know. I can only tell you about me. But the case of COVID I got the first time was severe. So much so, it's the only Fox show I ever missed. The case of COVID I got the second time after Vax being. All right. And that's Dan Bongino there. Regretting getting the vaccine. I watched like five other videos of liberals, liberals realizing the truth. And it must be horrifying to come to that realization. And I sat out on my back porch today, kind of looking up at the blue sky and thinking, man, I'm glad I listened to my gut. I'm glad I am, am informed within this world. I'm glad and happy that this wasn't forced on myself or my children. Because that's a... Uh, that's a sad state of affairs right there. To imagine children being forced into this by their parents simply because their parents have a nescience or an ignorance to themselves that fails them to see what is really happening in the world. Dan Bongino. And Dan, I don't mean you any ill will here. Think about the irony here. Dan Bongino a beacon of truth, of alternative media, of the radio waves, of a podcast. Who's against fake news. Just admitted that when he heard about the virus, he got scared. Where did he hear about the virus from? The news. Mainstream media. And just as irony has a, a sense of humor, it takes mainstream media again for him to hear the truth from Tucker. Now, isn't that interesting how alternative media, you, me, everybody else, excuse me, I got a drink some carbonated water. Excuse me. Everybody else had been saying this for years and we were called kooks, crazies, conspiracy theorists. We're called radicals, terrorists. And all we've been doing is telling the truth. Now, the scary part about this is, in the sense of telling the truth, 
is what happens next. Because if we were right about everything before this, please God, I hope we're not right about everything after. Because that's a lot of people that are going to suffer. A lot of families that will be broken. It will devastate the economy globally. And you know, once people start dying from these vaccines, from the immunodeficiencies caused by these vaccines of when the flu season comes in, which is happening here in the next month, a new emergence of a virus, monkeypox, SPARS, whatever it might be, they'll just blame it on another virus. And, and you know, that's kind of the thought process here, is if you are a crazy radicalist, terrorist, and you want to kill a lot of people. You're a eugenicist. You're like, I want to call the planet. We want to get rid of, you know, 4 billion people. You release a very, very mild virus, but you have a hyper reaction from the governments around the world because that is being perpetuated by the medical community, which is already infiltrated by these same globalists, already owned and controlled and operated. You get Everybody that start these lockdowns, let's implement some of our totalitarian technology during this time and, and test our AI systems, right? You get everybody adjusted to wearing these, these crazy things on their face because nobody wanted to wear Google Glass, but Google's going to bring it back and sell it. Now everybody's wearing these freaking big old goggles on their face. So it was a testing phase. Then after the testing phase, you release something that people will take willingly for protection. Those who give up security, what is it? Those who give up freedom in the sense of security deserve neither and will have neither. Something like that, Ben Franklin. But people rushed to get the vaccine. And so what they did, is they released a very, very mild bioweapon and then they injected you with a bioweapon that takes a very, very long time to begin affecting people. And then all they have to do next is just release the next bioweapon that has, let's say, a 20 to 30% death rate. And that 20 to 30% death rate goes to 80%. And they can blame it on that, not the vaccine. Because by the time the next pandemic is underway, by the time the next virus is released, people will have forgotten that they got the COVID vaccine. That's the way society works. People forget things really easy. And so there's a lot of things coming. There's a lot of interesting things happening in this world. Um, I'm a firm believer that we are successful in what happens here. I believe that People, you, me, Americans, patriots, will rise up to the occasion and we will win this battle ultimately. That people like Donald Trump and other people working behind the scenes have a plan of attack. They're going to play their hand, their cards. They're going to try to their damnedest to fight against the globalists. We saw DeSantis do one of those fights today. We have James Madison in Federalist 46 where he talks about an outspoken governor and state legislation to counteract tyrannical and oppressive government. 
And we're seeing exactly this. We're going to talk about We got a boatload of stories. We're going to talk about them all. But um, we're seeing exactly this. But, you know, the other problem is, is the radical left. L- listen to this. This is, this is interesting. This is just our education system and how bad it's failed us. Flag. How many stars are on the United States flag? 103. 103? Yeah. Um, 32. What ocean is on the east side of the United States? What ocean? Can I Google it? (laughs) You guys know this. I know this. I don't know this. What country is the Queen of England from? I'm not a politics guy, I ain't gonna lie, I don't know. I really don't know. Just take a guess, like what country is the Queen of England from? Europe? I don't know. I don't know, I just took a guess. What's the capital of the United States? Um, the, um, there's a capital? What? Lexi! Take a guess. Um, um, I don't know, uh, probably California. Yeah, that's right. It is? No, the United States, do we know? Stop! I knew he was gonna embarrass us. I know, D-Way. I don't even want to think because I don't want to sound dumb. Well, just uh, there's no capital. Of the yeah, United literally. Is, just, is there no capital? Correct. Was that right? <laughs> no. Oh. F- <laughs> you guys are UCLA students. We literally students? go to UCLA. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who was the first president of the United States? Abraham Lincoln. Can you name the uh, three Kardashian sisters? Uh, Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. What are the three Kardashian sisters' names? Courtney, Kim, and Chloe. Chloe, Kim, Courtney, and Courtney. Yeah. Bonus points for the brother? Um, Robert. The Kardashian's brother's name. What? Rob. What are the Kardashian sisters' names? I don't even know. I ain't gonna lie. Don't know. That one, you get respect for me on that one. How many... All right. Do you see... Now, now, as funny as that was, as moronic as these people are, do you see what they've done? This is the result of decades of infiltration into our social, cultural, and academic communities. This is what we get. UCLA students. And guess who they vote for? Democrats. They vote for the liberal left. And they hate Trump. Why? Because their minds are entrained to electrical devices that control every mental impulse of information. MKUltra has been transitioned from psychotropic drugs to electromagnetic. These people are in a trance. These people have no idea who they are. They are all non-participatory characters. They have no reason or self of sense. It's truly sad. And to with that, I go to this. Watching the DNC last night, I noticed their logo. Now, where have I seen that uneven star before hiding in plain Sight. And if you notice that, boom, 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 there's the DNC logo right there. We have the V, the vertex, 
as well as the upside down pentagram, which has various different meanings. But I thought that this quote was good. One party discusses God. One party discusses darkness. One party promotes God. One party eliminates God. Symbolism will be their downfall. The great deceivers. When was the last time you witnessed a Democratic Party leader being patriotic, exhibiting national pride, a love for a country? When was the last time you witnessed a Democratic Party leader speak out against the riots, violence in the streets? When was the last time you witnessed a Democratic Party leader support those who took an oath to protect and defend? When was the last time you witnessed a Democratic Party leader support and call for unity across our nation? All assets deployed, information warfare, infiltration, destruction of America. Have faith in humanity. Have faith in your, yourself. United we stand, God wins. And I like that one. It's the, the next one, Delta, that's coming up, but it's the truth. Is we are dealing with evil, and whether we agree or disagree with what evil, particularly what evil is in this world. My, my phone, um, the voice thing was activated, and it started writing uh, a 20-page text message. Okay. This evil has got its grasp on America. These people are evil. We can disagree with, with the definitions of what evil we're talking about. It doesn't matter. We can have different philosophies and religious ideals, different spiritual ideals in the sense of what this really is. Is this a spiritual battle? Yes. Damn right this is a spiritual battle. This is a battle for the future of the human race, the evolution of the human race. We are at a pivotal point in history. Now, who's winning? That's for you to decide. But my recommendation to you is do not sit idly by. Do not sit in your seat on a Friday and eat popcorn watching the same movie. For if everybody took that stance, well, we would probably see Nazi Germany repeat itself all over again. Moving on, let's go to fix. Uh, there's a technical issue. Let's go to Steve Bannon over here and, and, and listen to this. Steve Bannon on Merrick Garland today. Fix. Uh, there's a technical issue, I think, with Rumble. So make sure. Don't think we're up on Citizens Free Press, which we are every day because of this. So make sure there's a lot of other alternatives. Jump on another alternative and get us live. Um, we got a lot going on. We're going to get back to Mike Davis. We got Navarro Cortez. Uh, this John Solomon, that last segment, ladies and gentlemen, very, very, very important. John Solomon's article. Let's get it up from Just the News last night. And we're going to make sure you understand the timeline here. The Biden administration are scumbags. They're total illegitimate. They didn't win the presidential election. I don't care if the FBI, the Justice Department, YouTube app, I don't care who doesn't like me saying that. We have the receipts and we have the facts. And they act like a third world regime. Okay, they act like a banana republic. What they've done is they've lied about this, and this is why this thing of privilege on the archives turns out to be a massive issue, because behind the scenes, what they were doing was criminalizing this immediately. 
and, and Mike Davis is going to get in here. This is completely made up. You got the mainstream, you got New York Times running around, you got Kyle Cheney Polico running around. You guys have nothing, okay? You have nothing. Let me just make, repeat that again. You have nothing. The FBI is a Gestapo. The Just Part, Merrick Garland, you're going to go to prison, brother. We're going to be so relentless when we take power this year on your impeachment, but then after your impeachment to file criminal charges against you, you people are pure and entire scum, okay? You have weaponized this from the beginning. You're trying to criminalize against Trump. The only way you know you can stop MAGA and stop the ascendant movement of MAGA is quite simply. You're going to try to use law for it. It's not going to work. We're not going to tolerate it, okay? That's it. All right. Steve Bannon there calling out Merrick Garland, and he's right. What, what they're talking about today, and I'm going to see if I actually, I probably don't um, have the articles ready. <laughs> of course I don't. Why would I? Uh, let, let me pull this up real quick, because there were some revelations that occurred today uh, within uh, everything that's happening with Trump. So Trump's post earlier today. Incredible and irrefutably correct opinion piece in today's Wall Street Journal by highly respected constitutional scholars David B. Ribkin Jr. and Lee A. Casey entitled The Trump Warrant Had No Legal Basis. A former president's rights under the Presidential Records Act trump the statutes the FBI cited. In other words, this assault on Donald Trump's home should have never have happened. A political weaponization of law enforcement. What will I do now to get my reputation back? Hmm. And what will I now do to get my reputation back is what he said. And so this is the truth. Is basically the Democrats are so desperate. This is why they're not releasing the warrant. Okay? They were so desperate. That they ignored a law that they knew and went after Donald Trump. Not only that, not only that, <laughs> there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> uh, let me find it. Uh, is that it? Yeah, there it is. Oh, my God. I, I actually clicked on the right one. Okay. But wait, there's more. All right. FBI agents visited Mar-a-Lago two months before raid and said it all makes sense. A recent legal motion by former President Donald Trump on Monday said that the 45th president invited FBI agents to come to Mar-a-Lago two months before the raid on its property. The agents, filing said in a PDF, were greeted by Trump lawyers when they arrived on June 3rd to retrieve documents. The agents were shown a basement storage room with boxes and documents and memorabilia from when Trump was president. The filing also claimed that after one FBI agent saw the new storage room, they told the Trump's team, thank you, you did not need to show us the storage room, but we appreciate it. It all makes sense now in the sense of the security that they had put in place for the documents that they were talking about that were covered under executive privilege. Now, look at Trump's accusations. They knew everything. President Trump calls out the Biden White House for lying about their involvement in the FBI raid on his home at Mar-a-Lago. Now, let me give you the implications of this. If it is conclusively showing that the White House 
had any previous knowledge of the raid on the White House before it happened and that they had any direction in influencing it. This will go down as one of the largest political scandals in the history of this country, bigger than Whitewater. Or, sorry, yeah, Watergate. Let's go back to this. John Solomon reported Monday on leaked memos that revealed the Biden White House helped instigate the criminal investigation in the Trump's handling of documents. They eliminated eliminated Trump's executive privilege claims, which allowed the DOJ to issue a subpoena against Trump. That subpoena ultimately led to the raid. The Biden White House worked directly with the Justice Department and National Archives to facilitate the investigation in the Trump's handling of documents, according to memos, memos reviewed by the investigative reporter John Solomon. Joe Biden's spokeswoman has reportedly claimed Joe Biden had no knowledge of the raid and that he found out about it in the media. According to the memos, the Biden White House instigated the criminal investigation by eliminating Trump's claims to executive privilege. Then White House Deputy Counsel John Sue had conversations with the FBI, DOJ, and National Archives in April. The memos show then why uh, White House Deputy Counsel John S. Sue was engaged in conversations with the FBI, DOJ, and National Archives as early as April, shortly after 15 boxes of classified and other materials were voluntarily returned to the Federal Historical Agency from Trump's Florida home. In May, Sue convened the archives that President Joe Biden would not object to waiving his predecessor's claims to executive prison claims uh, to executive privilege, a decision that opened the door for the DOJ to get a grand jury to issue a subpoena compelling Trump to turn over any remaining materials he possessed from his presidency. Okay. This has massive implications. 100% weaponization of the DOJ. Absolutely. I mean, we can understand that, right? But not only that, is the Joe Biden White House was pressing the National Archives and the DOJ to do something about it. And that's what these memos show. Donald Trump is going to win overwhelmingly in court. But I don't think he's going to need to. I think what's happening right now goes back to an old Q post. Never interfere with your enemy when they are in the process of destroying themselves. Just think about that for a minute. Everything that the Democrats are doing, they're in desperation. They are in desperation mode. They know they can't win. For the person who said Q is fiction, I, I, I disagree with that. And I recommend you go listen to a lot of my prior episodes of where I talk about what it was, how it got created, why it got created, what it is now. And what it was all about. The fiction part is definitely like it's an AI or a computer system or all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, we don't get But uh, in the sense of what and who it was, we have a very good idea. But in talking about what's happening here is the Democrats know that the numbers are skewed, the polls are skewed, and that voter fraud is real. And that they can't do voter fraud this next year. They, they can't do it in the midterms. If they do it in the midterms and they steal any election, there is going to be a civil war. I'm not saying that there is. I'm just saying is they know that that's eventually where it will lead.
So what has to happen? They have to do everything in their power and ability to make themselves look as good as humanly possible before the midterm elections, to, to get their user base, their people behind them. Like a new bill with student debt relief in it. Oh my goodness. It's like, it's like I was just August. I mean, we're going to talk about it in a minute. We're going to, you're going to see it. You're going to be like, you're going to be like, no way. I'm going to be like, Yahweh. You're going to be like, no way. I'm going to be like, told you so. <laughs> but let's, uh, let's cover some other news here. John Durham uh, adds a new attorney after his lead in, in attorney leaves, which most likely was fired. A new attorney, attorney, Adam Small, was added to the team after Andrew DeFlippis, an assistant special counsel, withdrew from the team ahead of the trial of the Russian national Igor Dushenko, the Washington Examiner reported. Small's LinkedIn tells that he is a trial attorney with experience prosecuting Espionage Act, trade secret economic espionage, sanctions export control, FARA, wire fraud, money laundering, cyber, and RICO offenses. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. Um, so we're going to see what happens with uh, Durham. I believe this starts in early September, the first week in September. So this is going to be really interesting. Going to keep an eye on that one. What's this one? Florida Governor DeSantis focused on November after fo is focusing on November after uncontested primary, and uh, DeSantis ran uncontested and is declared the winner of the Florida gubernatorial primary for the Republican Party. Speaking about the Republicans, two dark money groups bankrolled a pop-up super PAC spending millions on GOP primaries. <laughs> this gets interesting. This is a rabbit hole for someone to jump into. American Economic Freedom Alliance and American Prosperity Alliance contributed $4 million to conservative Americans PAC, CPAC, a new open secrets analysis of the Super PAC's August monthly filings revealed. The pop-up Super PAC spent over $2.4 million in GOP primary races for U.S. House seats in Missouri, Tennessee, and Arizona from July 19th to the 29th. Because conservative Ag Americans PAC filed a statement of organization with the Federal Election Commission on July 11th, it was not required to disclose its donors until Saturday. But voters cast their ballots in the five GOP primaries during the first week of August, unaware of who was spending millions to influence the outcomes of these races. Well, this can get interesting because what we're seeing is money flowing in on both sides of the house. So dedicated to electing true conservatives who will fight the radical left socialist and woke mob. According to the bare bones website, conservative Americans PAC spent money opposing four candidates in Missouri state Senator Rick Bratton in the fourth district, Mike moon in the seventh district. They lost their GOP primaries state Senator Eric Burleson of Missouri's seventh district and Maury County's mayor, Andy Ogles in Tennessee's fifth congressional district won theirs. The only candidate supported by the conservative America's PAC outside spending, uh, former Navy SEAL Eli Crane won his GOP primary in Arizona's second congressional district. But either way, this is showing that, uh, like, like last night we have David, David on, I'm telling you people who have money, billionaires, millionaires, they are done being silent. They don't want the new world order. They don't want the great reset. They don't want ESG or cl uh, cl uh, 
climate change and carbon tax. And so they're going to put their money where their mouth is. And they're going to start pushing back and fighting back. And that's the truth in the matter because we're seeing it happen. It's happening right now before our eyes. And this is, I think that this is a good thing. I want the, you guys are hearing me talk. It's interesting that we're seeing this happen now because think about what happens in 2024. Don't know who the, uh, who's going to run for president. I think it's going to be Trump DeSantis, which I think is a stellar ticket that uh, is going to be unstoppable. Unstoppable. But we have to understand that as money's flowing into conservatives, this could be a good thing or a bad thing, but I think it's a good thing now because we're seeing a lot of these wealthy people stick their necks out and begin supporting politicians, America first politicians. Is this the rebirth of America? I think so, potentially. You know, we're the, the rise of the Phoenix. Twitter is combining teams that work on reducing toxic content and spam bops, according to a staff memo on Tuesday seen by Reuters, amid accusations from former executive that the company failed to do either job well. <clears throat> and so they're combining teams that work on reducing toxic com- content and spam bots. Oh, well, that shouldn't be that hard for them, right? And if you didn't know, former Twitter security chief alleges company hasn't disclosed egregious deficiencies. Complaint comes amid increasing complaints and scrutiny of Twitter over such issues as hacking and misinformation. Twitter executives deceived federal regulators and its own board of directors about the extent of the social media platform's extreme egregious deficiencies to prevent hacking and its marginal efforts against spam, according to a whistleblower complaint from the company's former security chief. The complaint was filed by former Twitter security chief Pieter Zatko, And uh, a copy of the complaint was obtained by the Washington Post. Zatko, also a well-known hacker known as Mudge, in his complaint portrays Twitter as a disorganized and directionless company that cannot protect its 238 million daily users, which includes government agencies, heads of state, and other influential public figures. Twitter has yet to publicly respond to the request, but he also calls it a national security concern. And so um, that is going to help Elon Musk's case. Absolutely. 100% 100% help Elon Musk case. And I don't know what Twitter stock did, but maybe it'll match the price what Elon's willing to pay for it now. And so I, I like making predictions and sometimes I give time frames. And I said that by late August, September, October, We're going to see the beginnings of a bill be formulated in Congress. One of the most massive spending bills that you've ever seen in your life. And I said included in it will be aid for Ukraine, will be a stimulus check to every American citizen, will be the funding of the government to the end of the year, as well as uh, more stuff from the Green New Deal. And then there will also be student loan debt relief. And I said that the Biden administration will start making these moves about August. President Biden will announce a plan to cancel $10,000 in student loans for borrowers making under $125,000 a year. Now he's making the announcement tomorrow, but 
the rumor is, is that they're going to cancel 10,000. Now, they underestimated the total of the student loans, which was totaled about 1.4 trillion by over 380 billion, underestimated. And so that's actually over $2 trillion in student loans. And they realized that we just can't do it all, so we'll just do 10000 because most people have a balance of less than $10,000. Um, so $10,000 appears to be what they're going to do tomorrow. They're going to announce tomorrow. Um, traditionally, these have been pretty accurate, which means that $10,000 for anybody making under $125,000 is probably a $1 trillion bill. I, I wouldn't doubt if it is. It's probably a $1 trillion bill. And uh, I just have to say, told you so, right? Well, that one should have been, I called it. But this bill, okay, when they bring this about, if this gets put into a bill that goes through Congress and Senate, okay, this bill will, will be compiled with all this other stuff. And it'll come in October. They're going to announce it now. The bill be brought up by both houses, by the Democrats, and about October, you'll see the bill hit because that's when they need the economic influence for the Democrats for November comes around. They see, see, the economy's doing great. Everybody's got a job and everybody's got money in the bank. Oh, aren't you so happy? That's what they're waiting for there. All right. What else we got here? Well, as this chaos ensues and things get crazier, we can begin to expect false flags. And we talked about an explosive device yesterday and then today. Look at this. West Virginia State Police and the Bluefield Police Department and other law enforcement responded to a call at the federal courthouse in downtown Bluefield around 9.40 a.m. Officers evacuated all people from the building in an adjacent apartment building as they dealt with the advice. Loud boom heard from courthouse. Bomb squad on the scene. Fire in the hole shortly after. Loud boom was heard from inside the federal courthouse. So what is this? We're seeing multiple indications that the federal government is ramping up against domestic and violent extremism in the United States of America. But in order to keep that funded and to keep on producing more of their army, they have to have events actually happen. False flags inbound. Donald Trump said it last week with what happened, I believe, in Ohio. That was a false flag. And these are going to be all false flags, too. Man, I got a lot of news and not very much time. That's okay. Londoners to face water rationing amid UK drought. The same thing's potentially going to happen between Colorado, Arizona, Utah, Nevada, and California here in the United States because of the Colorado River. And so water wars, as Mike Adams and myself have been saying for a long time, are what are coming next. The great water wars. Yes, there's plenty of water in this planet, but do you have clean, purified water, readily accessible for everyday common use? That's the question. And so with that one, I'm going to give you a plug then, is if you don't, if you don't, what you need to do, what you need to do, right, is go on over here to my buddies. And they got, uh, they got some flash sales going on right now. But save up to 67%, ships flash fast, uh, save $250, lowest price in three years, three-month emergency food supply, 
right there. This is my Patriot Supply, guys. If you haven't checked them out, they also do have the Alexa Pure Pro Ultimate Flow Kit. This is a way to purify your own water. Boom, bada bing, bada boom right there. Comes with filters and all. They also have emergency water supplies in here that you can purchase. Um, Laughing in Wonderland, Vince is going to put that all out there. Redpills.tv slash Patriot. That is the place to go for that. But, yeah, please check them out if you're looking to get prepped up and uh, for everything that's coming because the water wars have started. And you know what? People are starting to get pissed, especially in New Zealand. Look at this. New Zealand has had enough of communism. Thousands, thousands on the streets of the capital of Wellington, according to the media, a handful. Uh, the prime minister canceled all transport um, that tried to hinder it. And this is a massive protest. And this isn't like Antifa protest. This is protest for peace, people. This is people pissed off at their government. That's a few people, according to the media. Coming to America. Coming to an America near you. Protest. Why? Well, monthly supply of new U, uh, U.S. new homes exploded in July. Now 10.9 months of supply. Fasten your seatbelts. So what does this mean? Well, monthly supply of new homes, okay, exploded in July, which means that there's more new homes on the market. That's not the one I wanted. And then look at this one. U.S. new home sales fall the six-year low. See how those two don't make sense together? Monthly supply of U.S. new homes exploded in July. Now 10.9 months of supply. Fasten your seatbelts. Ba-da-boom. U.S. new home sales fell to six-year low. We are about to see a bubble burst. We are about to see a bubble burst. Justin Ford announces it will cut thousands of jobs in Michigan. Here's why Joe Biden and Michigan's incompetent Governor Gretchen Whitmer are to blame. Well, we know why they're to blame. Because it's Joe Biden's policies. It's the Great Reset. It's the World Economic Forum. It is the movement to Agenda 2030. And we just saw this yesterday that... There's going to be a 56% reduction in the majority of the Fortune 500 and 100 employees over the next year. 56% reduction in manpower? Oh, that's not going to be good. Flood in the housing market with, with inventory. New inventory on the housing market. Housing prices decline. People are losing their jobs. There's no water. Supply chain's a mess. Do the freaking math. This ain't a good situation to be in. Oh, how about energy prices? Oh, boy, natural gas hits $10. The fuel for America's factories and farms skyrockets. For context, natural gas was at $2.50 when Joe Biden took office. Actually, a better way to put that is natural gas was at $2.50 on Trump's last day. I need to get the poltergeist. It's here. That'd be a good one, right? Have you noticed that many states are issuing stimulus payments? This one's about New Jersey County issuing $1,000 stimulus payments to some residents. Uh, most states right now are issuing tax rebates and giving stimulus payments to people. Um, you can check your local state to see if you're eligible for one. But uh, why? Because they're all Democrat ran. 
They're giving people money because this is what Democrats do before an election is they buy your freaking votes. Don't believe me? Go back to 2020 and find out how the Democrats were giving people money, stimulus checks, right before the election. Right? That's what they do. This is why I like DeSantis. This is why I want to move to Florida. DeSantis eliminates ESG from state pension funds. Governor Ron DeSantis made a good, honest promise to take action against the environmental, social, and corporate governance movement, ESG, which he called an alarming trend and a threat to the American economy. The governor, along with trustees of the State Board of Administration, SBA, passed a resolution directing Florida's fund managers to make investments that do not involve the ideological agenda of ESG. DeSantis said corporate power has increasingly been utilized to impose an ideological agenda on the American people through the per perversion of the financial investment priorities under the euphemistic banners of environmental, social, and corporate governance and diversity, inclusion, and equity. With the resolution we passed today, the tax dollars and proxy votes of the people of Florida will no longer be commandeered by Wall Street financial firms and used to implement policies through the boardrooms that Floridans reject at the ballot box. Wow, man, I'm telling you. Your next vice president and your president right after. This is something that we talked about yesterday. Assassination of Putin's top advisor's daughter by suspected Ukrainian operatives puts Europe on hair trigger for World War III. And absolutely it does. And this is Alexandra Dugan's daughter who was assassinated this weekend. We talked about Alexander Dugan yesterday um, in this great expose piece that we were talking about from The Great Awakening. And this article is fantastic if you haven't read it. Um, not saying Dugan's a great guy, but yeah. I mean, just listen to what it is. So Donald Trump was a disaster from the viewpoint of the globalists. Yes. <laughs> now they're in a critical position when we speak about the reset. That means a drastic and violent return to the continuation of their agenda. But it is not as it seemed for some kind of natural process of development of progress. Everything seemed almost granted 20 years ago. And now they have to fight for every element of this strategy because everywhere they encounter a growing resistance. So the globalists can't implement their strategy with the same means and the same methods anymore. And with that, they mean three words, build back better. This is the kind of slogan, a keyword, build back back to before the anti-globalist movement return to the 90s and be in better position than they were. Agreed. And so this man is a threat to the globalists. And actually, the uh, it's not a rumor. It's kind of been confirmed is Dugan was supposed to be with his daughter. And he was actually the target, not his daughter. And so they were supposed to take out Dugan. The fact that they didn't get him is really, really interesting. But I have marked this as a pivotal point like the execution of Arc Dude for Arc Arc Duke Ferdinand in 1917, which led to World War One. Just saying, was maybe not was in 1970, maybe 1912 or whatever it was, but the assassination of Arc Dude Ferdinand led to World War One, and I'm gonna mark that this point is what's gonna lead to World War Three because Putin is not gonna step step down, and, and now we have Ukraine basically saying. Oh, Zelensky vows tough response to any Russian attack on Independence Day. Are they telling you when they're going to do their false flag on the nuclear plants? I think so. Oh, we're going to do a tough response to Putin when he attacks us, <clears throat> when we attack ourselves on Independence Day. Kiev bans Independence Day festivals amid Russian strike fears. Got to remember, follow the narrative. If you want to know what's going on, 
Just listen to what they're saying. Mix, mince in a few different words of your own, and you'll understand it. Biden will continue a three-part vacation as he heads to another beach on Saturday. Did you see the Babylon Bee episode where the, they came out with the FBI agents who uh, raided Trump's house and they found Joe Biden's kickstand? <laughs> well, that's good stuff. No mercy for killers of Russian's nationalist daughter, daughter Larivov says. And that means that Russia is going to strike back against Ukraine and Europe about what they did. Now, here's another telltale sign that something's about to happen in Ukraine between Russia and Ukraine. Most likely, some, a big bombing's going to happen in Ukraine, take out something that's important, and they're going to blame it on Russia, when in actuality, it's going to be a false flag created by these military operatives, globalists, Azov, so forth. U.S. Embassy Kiev warns all U.S. citizens to flee Ukraine. Effective immediately. Telling you, it's coming. Chinese, China expert says country is preparing to go to war very soon. And this is interesting because this correlates directly with what we've been talking about with the leaked audio from Lude Media, Jennifer Zhen, in this sense where they're talking about the Guangdong province with the military generals talking about a military strike on Taiwan before November and how they were positioning various commercial um, merchant ships as well as businesses towards their military effort. Now listen to this. A noted expert on China says he has seen signs that Asian behemoth is making preparations to go to war, war possibly over Taiwan and very soon. Gordon Chang, writing in his 1945 blog, said the Communist Party cadres are ordering businesses and entrepreneurs to convert their production over to manufacturing equipment, a sure sign that Beijing is stocking up for war. Last month, a Chinese entrepreneur making medical equipment for consumers told me that local officials had demanded he convert his production lines in China so that they could turn out items for the military. Communist Party cadres, he said, were issuing similar orders to other manufacturers, Cheng wrote. Moreover, Chinese academics privately say the ongoing expulsion of foreign colleagues from China's universities appeared to be a preparation for hostilities. The People's Republic of China is preparing to go to war and it is not trying to hide its efforts. Amendments to the national defense law effective the first day of last year transfers powers from civilian to military officials. Told you so. Yeah, sure it says that, huh? All right. Uh, the United States isn't the only economy that's shrinking. UK economy shrinks by bigger than expected 11% in 2020. That's massive. 11% reduction in their economy, in their GDP. Massive. Well, that's not good. Um, that was supposed to be with the financial information, but that's just a tell you, telltale sign of what's coming. The Great Reset is on its way. Seattle first responders are attacked by the city's homeless population. Seattle firefighters have experienced more than 40 violent attacks since April 1st. The attacks have largely been perpetuated by the city's homeless population. The first responders are demanding that the city take action. But they're not. Um, I'm walking in my neighborhood. I live in a pretty good neighborhood out here. And the homeless population from Denver is massive. I mean, it's Tenth City. It's like Seattle. It's all over the place. Tenth City. And it's been slowly moving up I-25 towards the rural neighborhoods. I've been seeing homeless people walking through our park just in our neighborhood. 
Like this is unheard of. Okay, and, and so why 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 does that concern me? Um, well, firstly, it's a private community. We pay an HOA for this type of stuff, but also because um, that's a lot of homeless people to be them leaving the city to the rural communities because there's no room. Okay. Now, what is the other problem is that some of the people, not all, some of the people that are homeless are criminals, crooks, rapists, murderers, violent extremists. Um, they are people that don't have uh, a care in the world for life and would take one or rape one simply because they want to. And I don't want that in my community, and I know you don't either. And Seattle's dealing with it. San Francisco's dealing with it. LA's dealing with it. Denver's dealing with it. New York City's dealing with it. And now we're seeing violent attacks on firefighters in Seattle. And this, I guarantee you, this is happening all over the place. And some good news, D.C. Mayor's second request denied for National Guard to be deployed. Why does she want the National Guard deployed? In early August of this year, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser requested that the Pentagon deploy the National Guard to help deal with the illegal aliens being bused to Washington, D.C. by Texas. <laughs> it was rejected. The Pentagon on Friday rejected D.C. Mayor Muriel Browser's request for National Guard troops to help with the influx of illegal aliens being bussed in from Texas. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin rejected Bowser's request, saying it could it would hurt troop readiness. What does he know? I think he understands what's happening here. But uh, you know what? Good on Texas. D.C. wants to uh, pass legislation and, and avoid legislation and not build a wall. Then every illegal immigrant that comes into Texas, they'll process them and send them to Washington, D.C. and New York City. Absolutely. What, what a great idea. It'll make them start to think. You remember the New York City mayor is like, we can't do this. It's, it's hurting our education and our, our, our infrastructure and our commerce. Exactly. Hello? All right. CDC says monkeypox has officially reached all 50 U.S. states. I need to do a, one of these button pushes. What is it? It's uh, stop monkeypox, refrain from butt sex. Should be on a T-shirt, right? It's a good one. What else are they saying? Let's see here. Viral spread. Warning as health chief says monkeypox cases are evading jabs. <laughs> of course they are. The bug has been spreading across the globe with 3,025 infections having been picked up in the UK. Health chiefs have warned people to be on the lookout for monkeypox as infections have started to evade vaccines. Look at that. The World Health Organization has warned that there has been a number of breakthrough cases of the bug. This means that people who are vaccinated are still catching the illness. Where have we heard this from? I mean, it's like deja vu all over again. Not only that, as I probably would say that the people that are getting it are already vaccinated against uh, COVID and have suppressed immune systems. And then they're getting vaccinated against monkeypox, which is nothing more than the smallpox vaccine. And maybe it's not really monkeypox. It's just adverse reactions from the COVID vaccine. Vax carpet bombs, aerosol vaccines being developed 
that can be sprayed on human cities for automatic depopulation. This is from Mike Adams, a health ranger. When conventional farmers want to carpet bomb a crop field with insecticides to kill the insects, they spray the field with toxic chemicals. The chemicals are absorbed by the insects and go to work destroying their nervous systems and circulatory systems. Before long, millions of insects experience a die-suddenly event. When globalists want to kill off masses of humans living in high-population-density cities, they can similarly carpet bomb the city with aerialized vaccines that are designed to be inhaled. These can be sprayed from low-altitude aircraft in exactly the same way the Malathion was sprayed on population, presumably to control mosquitoes and the overhyped Zika virus. A recent article from Eugippius, The Plague Chronicle, reveals that Bill Gates-associated researchers are now pushing for COVID nasal vaccines that could theoretically be sprayed on populations and inhaled without individual knowledge or consent. Virus moron Eric Topol, the snake oil salesman Akito Isawaki, uh, plug mRNA nasal spray hocus pocus demand a second operation warp speed to further tinker with billions of human immune systems. Oligarchical support for nasal spray vaccines proceeds primarily from the beleaguered mind of Bill Gates, who is quietly disappointed in the performance of the mRNA elixirs and now places this better part hope on the masking. And this is exactly it, guys. They are going to try to get a vaccine in you, whether you like it or not. But this is where we fight back. This is where we make a stand. And apparently, us standing up and screaming about 87,000 new IRS agents, armed IRS agents, $800 million of ammunition just bought in June. Oh, well, guess what the IRS is doing? IRS launches safety review after right-wing threats. The IRS will launch a full security review of its facilities nationwide. Commissioner Richard Reddick announced Tuesday that congressional Republicans and far-right extremists are lashing out at the agency and the new funding it is slated to receive in a massive spending bill. Okay, so we've seen a few of these events, uh, these small little bombings at federal courthouses. Excuse me. Um, and I've said that false flags were going to happen. Who believes that the false flag event could potentially be at one of the IRS facilities? I, just following the narrative. But if it happens, you heard it here first. Somewhere in a line of about September 11th time frame, probably. I think that would be good, right? Because then it takes all the hype away from 87,000 new agents. It justifies the 87,000 new agents. And also gives us natural, na national uh, emergency which gives Biden and all of them way more power than they ever needed. An invasion of the IRS. Let's watch this InfoWars little video about this. This is good. Okay. Oh, InfoWars doesn't allow you to play well. it's full screen. We cannot continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. Growing concerns that the IRS is building an army of new auditors. When it comes to the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, your first thoughts are likely about money and taxes, not tactical training. That's the kind of training, though, typically associated with the FBI or Secret Service. Yes, the tax man is also getting trained in a similar way. Senate passed a sweeping tax climate change package. It hires 80-plus thousand IRS agents in the legislation to target blue-collar and middle-class people to shut down small businesses. 
An IRS internal report shows heavily armed agents practicing an all-out assault on a suburban home as part of their training exercise. These agents now carry firearms, they wear tactical gear, and according to a recent job posting at irs.gov, internal revenue agents will now be authorized to use deadly force. You don't want them coming after you. They are putting everyone on a list to either be raided or arrested or charged with terroristic threats. That's what they're doing. Bottom line, you don't want the IRS coming after you with this or with this. They are the kind of accountants that are prepared for anything. For the IRS. Under arrest. You're going to jail, buddy. All right. This is some serious shit, man. They're weaponizing the DOJ, and now they're weaponizing the IRS. <sighs> man. Interesting time to be alive, is it not? You know, I, I came across this photo, and I wanted to, to show this to you guys. But uh, one, one more thought on the, uh, the IRS there is that um, you and me will be targeted for auditing because we're conservatives and because we're patriots. You and me will be targeted by the IRS. Telling you. And they know that the next methodology is civil disobedience, of which is not paying your taxes. So think about it. 80,000 agents over 10 years. Why? To target us. Why do they need more guns and ammunition? To target us. They need Barack Obama's national police force. That's what they need. And that's what they're building. You know, if you've ever listened to um, Buzz Aldrin or any of the, the men that have been to the moon and heard them describe the moon, they talk about it as gray, dull, not like necessarily blue and orange. They never once described the moon in this way. And this is the most, uh, one of the highest resolution pictures of the moon that exists right now. The moon's blue and orange. But none of the astronauts ever said it looked like that. I don't know. I'm not a flat earth or anything like that. Don't worry. I'm just saying. We talked about how global climate change is fake, but uh, thousands of scientists signed formal declaration there is no climate emergency, and they're right. A growing number of scientists and other professionals and experts are of the same mind that so-called global warming and other climate change fictions are just that fiction. At least 1,200 of them have signed on to the World Climate Declaration, which declares that there is no climate emergency despite what corrupt governments and academic institutions claim. The political establishment and its official science outlets claim that it is settled matter, but the World Climate Declaration specifies otherwise. Related to hundreds of... Oh, so Norwegian sci, uh, physicist, Nobel Prize laureate Professor Ivar Gaever is one of the declaration's signatories. He says that climate change dogmas are more religion than they are science. A full list of the World Climate uh, signatories are here. You can find that on naturalnews.com. And we'll end with that. Oh, thank you, person. Uh, uh, Rennie56, who posted that. Um, listen, guys, I appreciate you joining us tonight. There's a lot happening in the world. Just remember, 
God bless America and remind yourself every day why you're an American and why you're a patriot, why you'll fight for this country, because that's where we are at right now. We are at a time where this is going to speed up. Things are going to get chaotic and we got to stick together. We got to be vigilant and we got to keep our heads in the game. And we got to understand that this battle is not won yet. There is a lot more things that are going to happen, a lot more battles that have to incur and that we are just peeking out of the darkness and moving into the light. Um, Tonight, we have the After Dark chat. That is a Q&A with myself and a whole bunch of other people in the Social Red Pill. If you want to check on that, go to socialredpill.com. Join up there for your, your, uh, your, your membership. If you want to support us, you can go ahead and get a subscription. Another way to support us, redpills.tv slash go or redpills.tv slash send crypto. Some of the best ways to support us. But if you want to take part in the After Dark chat tonight, just go onto the Events tab, go down. You're going to see Social Red Pill um, chat, and you just click on that one right there in the Events tab, and that'll take you up in there. That starts in one hour from now and 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Much love, respect. God bless you guys, all of you. I hope you guys have a fantastic evening. We'll see some of you guys here later, and other guys will see you tomorrow, especially on the Dark Delight Show. And then on the Daily Dose, good night. I don't even have my outro ready. <laughs> no animals, snowflakes, or vaccinated people were hurt in the making of this video. Liberal tears not included. Good night.